0: Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How are you doing today? Are you doing good? I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you here for Thanksgiving Eve. Actually, tomorrow will be Thanksgiving. A lot of people probably won't even hear this till tomorrow. But happy Thanksgiving, praise the Lord. I'm so glad to get to be with you today. If you're listening to me around the world, we celebrate Thanksgiving once every year and we just show the thankfulness of all the things that have been going on in our lives and for our family. Uh, for For us Christians, it's for thanking God for how good He's been to us. Amen. He's a good, good Father. And uh, we're celebrating Thanksgiving a little different today. We're going to do things a little different, but uh, we're just going to have a good time today. And the Lord, praise the Lord! You can catch us live on Wednesdays and Sundays. Sometimes we replace some different messages on Wednesday. You can watch those at Jeremiah's or listen to those at JeremiahSmithMinistries.Podbeam.com. But we try to be live with you as much as we can on Wednesdays, and of course on Sundays we're live every Sunday. I don't very rarely am I not on a Sunday, uh, but uh, we are live on Sundays as. As well and you can check out those services and we post those to YouTube about 9 o'clock just like tonight we'll post this video at 9 o'clock so you can check it out if you'd like to if you'd like to watch the streaming video but I'm so glad to get to be with you I hope that you're pumped up and ready to go I'm excited about eating how about you you excited about eating <laughs> hey, man. I'm thankful for all the things God has done for us and you know that's how we celebrate His little little pie and a little bit of turkey you know is what we do here in America <laughs> but uh, you know God 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 is good and he's good all the time. We have so much to be thankful for, you know, you say, well, man, Jeremiah, you have no idea the attack I'm under, the challenge I'm under. Well, hey, that's a good time to be thankful you're a Christian, you know, God, you wouldn't if you were still living and you're still breathing, God has protected you and you're you're doing okay just because of God. If the devil could have took you out, he would have done it a long time ago. But God has kept you alive for such a time as this, you know, and if you don't give up on yourself, God will use you in a mighty, mighty way. Praise the Lord. You know, you don't give up on yourself. You know, God will never give up on you, but you can't give up on yourself. Praise the Lord. You know, you know, it's important. That we don't give up on ourselves, you know. Uh, there's so many. I've watched so many different things lately, and it seems like so many Christians have been under attack. Of course, the enemy's trying to, you know, increase the spiritual things happening to us and attacks. That he's had on many Christians, but you know you have to keep in mind, you know that you you have the greater one on the inside of you. You know God's going to always help you to triumph through Christ Jesus. You have the greater one, and you can always come through, always triumph through the Lord. But you know you have to keep the right mindset. You know don't just let the enemy have havoc in your life. You know, and you need to be thankful for how good God's been to you. Be thankful that He sent the Holy Spirit to help you. You have All the information, how to come out. You have all the answers of every situation. You know stuff way before the devil even knows stuff because God knows everything. And he's everywhere at one time. Praise the Lord. You know, the devil's not like that. He can't be everywhere at one time. But, you know, God, he is. He can be anywhere, everywhere. He's everywhere at one time. He can be there in Africa. He can be there in another country, like we have people listen to us in Germany. He can be there right there in Australia. We've got people listen to us there, and he can be there in Canada. We've got regular listeners in Canada. But, you know, he can be everywhere at one time, all across America. He can be in California. He can be up to New York. You know, he's he's a God that is omnipresent which means he's everywhere at one time. Praise the Lord. Think about that today. He can be there when you're going to get your groceries. He can be there when you're going through your troubles. Amen. He can be there on your job when you're going through all the things you're going through with your job. You know he's there to help you. Praise the Lord. You know, and the devil may th- make you feel like, well, hey, you're just by yourself. There's no one that cares about me. No, he's always there for you. He's a good, good father. Praise the Lord. And he's going to keep working with you till you turn out all right in every situation and better, and increase you and make you better. He's always going to be working. He doesn't like you to settle for second best. You know, he created you with a uh, with great potential and purpose. And he wants to see you fulfill that great potential and purpose. He he, he, don't wanna, he, he doesn't want to hear all this stuff about negativity and junk and all that stuff that you let go on. No, he wants to hear about you being successful and him using you in a great capacity. He's busy wanting to get Christians get, out to get people saved. Touch people all over the earth. And bring as many people with us right there in the rapture as we go, praise the Lord. He's about everybody getting saved. He wants to use you. And this thing's going to wrap up soon. And he wants to use you, praise the Lord. Don't get distracted. Hey, man, there's lots of distractions. But God wants to use you everywhere, In different places to get people saved. Almost said everywhere at one time, (laughs) but we're people. But he wants to use you to get people saved, praise the Lord. Well, you know, God, he wants to use you in a special capacity, in a special way. Are you willing to let him? Are you willing to let him do some things through you today? Well, you know, you have to let him do that. You know, you have to be available to him to do that. And the Holy Spirit will do a mighty work in you to do some great things for him, praise the Lord. Well, you can catch us, like I said, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time. Sometimes, like I said, we're not always here. We do play post messages. We're not here, always trying to put something out there to feed your spirit. And then on Sundays, we are usually live every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Time. And you can tune in and listen to us at those times if you'd like to. Of course, you can listen to the rebroadcast on many different places: Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn Off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, uh, Pandora. You can listen to us, on Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Pod Chaser, Player FM, Samsung, and of course, this video. Like I said, it'll go up on YouTube. Hopefully, to be out by nine o'clock. Uh, but we try to put it out just right after this. We'll, we'll post it, and it should go out. Uh, just as close to as soon as it possibly can at 9 o'clock as, it can, as possible. Uh, lots of times, you know, YouTube takes a little bit longer, is why I say that, you know, but we do try to post it right away so that you can watch the video. If you'd like to give, feel free to give. Luke 6 says, Give and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You can't afford not to give, you know, and you don't want to just, you don't feel pressured to give here, you know, you can give where you feel like the Holy Spirit's leading you, but you know, you want to make sure you're giving somewhere. You can't afford not to give. You got to give God something to work with to help you and your circumstances. You know, got to give him something to work with and he'll help you to come out of the situations that you're going through. He's a good, faithful provider and he wants to do that for you. You say, well, why do you give? Well, Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. God's not mocked whatsoever you so. That shall you also reap, you know, and if you give him some money, he can increase money. If you give him some time, he can increase time. If you give him some, think about that. If you give him more, if you let more of him in your life, he can have, if you spend time with him, he can give you more of him in your life. If you sow love, you can reap a whole bunch of love. If you're friendly, you can have lots of friends. You know, I'm talking about your Bible. You know, he wants you to have lots and lots of things so that you can be a blessing to someone else. He says, I give you richly all things to enjoy. Isn't that right? Isn't that what the Bible says? He gives you richly all things to enjoy, right? And so he wants you to enjoy life, but he wants you to be able to be a blessing to someone else, praise the Lord, you know, and he knows how you can enjoy life better than you ever dreamed of if you let him do that for your life, you know, and so you want to make sure that you're given so he can be a blessing to someone else. Now we are, we will be taking communion after we go over some scriptures today, going to do things a little unorthodox today, but we will be taking communion after we get done here, get you some, uh, get you some uh, crackers or get you some bread, get you something to drink, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. But it's just going to represent the blood of Jesus and it's going to represent the body, his body uh, for communion. And we're going to do it in remembrance of him. So make sure that you get you something so you can take communion at the end. You could even use water and a cracker or water and bread. You know, if, you, if the best thing probably be juice, if you have some juice, and maybe a cracker, you know, maybe even have one of those communion things like I have here. I have a little communion thing here. Maybe get you something for communion. Well, you know, get you something so that you can take communion with us, Praise the Lord. So we're going to do that when we get done here, just in being thankful and Thanksgiving and remembering Him, being thankful for His blood, being thankful for His body. Thankful for the price that he paid for us, so we're gonna take a little time for that today, you know. And uh, if you hear a little bit in the background, I've got my dog over here sleeping. I got my cat back there. My family is off and away uh, for Thanksgiving, so I'm here by myself today. <laughs> so you might hear some noise around me. Uh, they're not tending to the animals, and I've just let them go free in the house today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so you might hear some tapping of my dog going by or the cat, you know. But uh, you know, we we we're just family around here with our animals. Uh, we even have deer that run. the backyard, We have a possum in the back. We have all kinds of things. And so we have all kinds of different animals that run around in our backyard. And we we just love to be able to look out there and see all those things. It's wonderful to see God's creation all around. We have an acre of land that we're on here. And uh, so we have lots of things to look at out there on that acre of land. So we're going to go ahead and get into the word here just a moment. Grab your Bible. Get your tablet. We're literally just basically going to go over some scriptures about thankfulness. And we're going to go over some things to remind us to be thankful, you know, and we're going to get into the scripture to do that today. So get your Bible, get your tablet, you can Google it on your phone, you can go to Bible Gateway, you can do all kinds of different things, and uh, you can look it up there. Uh, on your phone so let's go ahead and pray father. We just thank you father for your goodness We thank you for being so wonderful of us wonderful to us today. We thank you father We're celebrating thanksgiving today. Can't say thanks. Thanks enough You've been so good to us in every way and we're just celebrating you today father we're, we're thanking you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your son jesus And we just thank you for everything you've done for us today And We're just drawn and remembered to you jesus and what you've done for us. And we give you the praise and all the glory. And we we just thank you for your time today that you've spent right here with us. The Bible says we come together. There you are in the midst of us. So you're here with us right now. And we just thank you, Father, for that. And we just ask that your Holy Spirit flood us with light. Help us to see some stuff we've never seen before. And Father, we ask, Lord, that you help no one to leave without getting something today. And we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you the praise. And before we go, we minister to you. Thank you for all. You've taken care of our families, take care of us. You provided for us. You've showed us how you provide for us. You've even taken care of our dog and our cat, Father. You're so good. You take care of all of us. He's taking care of those people out there even when they don't even realize how much you They get their next breath just because of you, Father. And Father, we just thank you for being so good to us. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for letting us have kids. Thank you for letting us have a spouse. Thank you, Father, for letting us have a family. And that one doesn't have any family, Lord. Thank you that he has you, Father. You never leave us and we, you never forsake us. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name amen and amen well I'm so glad to get to be with you here this Thanksgiving and uh, I don't I haven't gotten to be here in a few Wednesdays so I'm so glad to get to spend a little time with you today I like to read a poem before I start here when I get into the word now this is from uh, my good friend his name is EJ Uh Well, he's still E.J. J. Burt. He went to Bible school with me. His name is E.J. Burt. And uh, he wrote a book of poetry. I'll let you see it here. And uh, we're going to read a poem out of this. And he put all these poems that were inspired by the Holy Spirit together in a book. And this is a good example of how whatever God's called you to do, you need to make sure you preserve it for someone else. You know, I never forget when we started this podcast, uh, the Lord told me to start videotaping and recording everything, you know. And, you know, because he wants it preserved. You know, I have many YouTube videos that never went up. I have uh, lots and lots of messages. Some never went out. But I tried to, right at the beginning of those things, I started to try to record everything. You know, you never know when you need it. You never know when it's going to be needed for it to be a blessing to someone else. You know, God may want to use it. And so it's important that you preserve, though. And he was writing poems years and years ago. And he started out with me uh, doing poetry at the very first uh, sub shop that I converted into a coffee house. And he was starting these poems that he put in this book. And so I have a great attachment to these poems. I think it's wonderful that he did this. And I used to watch, as he put them together, he put them on special paper and let us see them. And Just a great, great inspired poet by the Holy Spirit. And uh, he's went on to be with the Lord now. And uh, But uh, you might be able to get these from uh, Penny Burt if you look her up on Facebook. She might be able to get these for you. But uh, E.J. Burt is who put these, this book together. And he has another book and some other poems that you might be able to get, too. Well, we're going to be reading uh, this Thanksgiving Day poem, and it's called, I Give My Thanks. (laughs) Amen. That's good. And, you know, you need to give God your thanks today. You know, you may say, well, Jeremiah, why do you say that? Because it's so easy to not be thankful. It's so easy to get focused on so much stuff and not be thankful you know, there's some people that are thankful when they get a good meal during the week. There's some people that are thankful when they, got, they have good shoes. And there's some people that are thankful when they have a good outfit, you know. And some people are thankful they have lights. And some people are thankful when they do have electricity and water. You know, it, we have so much to be thankful for. It's important that you are thankful, praise the Lord. So let's go ahead and look at this real quick. I give my thanks for all the blessings you've given, O oh Lord, I give my thanks. For this family of Christians you've brought into my life, I give my thanks. For your word and your truth as sharp as a sword, I give my thanks. For your help and your guidance to win over my strife, I give my thanks. For the cross that you suffered and the scars you bear, I give my thanks. For a personal friendship, thanks, thanks, loving and truth, I give my thanks. For my sins now forgiven, and the righteousness I wear, I give my thanks. For all that you've given, the least I could do is to give my thanks. I give my thanks. And then he puts down scripture here, first Thessalonians five, eighteen. Well, you know. A lot being said said in there, you know, about how we should give our thanks. And I like how he says, that's the least I could do. You know, and we have to be careful about not giving our thanks. I believe God expects us to give him thanks. And we have to be careful not valuing the things that he does for us, you know, and acknowledging him when things happen, right? When he does something good in your life, do you give him thanks? Are you looking at how good he's been to you or do you forget? Maybe he's been good to you last week and you already forgot, you know, you need to remember and give him thanks. Let's look at Psalms 26, 7 in the Amplified Classic Edition. It says it like this. It says that I make the voice of Thanksgiving heard and may tell of all your wonderful, wonder, wondrous works. I like what he says there that I make the voice of Thanksgiving heard heard. <laughs> something coming out of my mouth. Yeah, amen. You know, we should make something come out of our mouth and giving thanks. We're so quiet, you know, and we need to be people that have it coming out of our mouth and say thank you. I like to say it out loud to him, you know, and or even if I whisper, I want something coming out of my mouth saying thank you, Father, you know. Now, I don't like it when I don't thank him for little stuff and I don't care about the little stuff, you know. We need to make sure that we're thanking him for or even the little things that are going on in our lives, you know. He he made it happen. He made stuff happen for you, you know. And you need you need to remember and give him thanks and don't forget it. Last week's this week, you know. No forget last year's today. He's he's just a good Good Father, we—if we're not careful, we start—we start to not think about those things and become unthankful for how good the Father is. Right? Psalms twenty-six, seven says it like this. In the message, it says, "Singing God's songs at the top of my lungs, telling God's stories." I like that. But it's another version of talking about giving thanks at the top of our lungs. Once in a while, you should give Him thanks loud. Amen. You need to thank him out loud once in a while. You know, maybe this is the time you can do it right there where you're at today. You can thank him out loud. Thank you for my family. Thank you, Father, that I'm healthy. Thank you for all the stuff that you do in my life. Thank you for all the people that you brought into my path. Thank you for my church. Thank you for the people that have helped me this year. Hey, man, look back at this year. Didn't somebody help you to this year that God sent in your pathway? Thank you for how somebody reached out and, and touched someone. <laughs> and then we've heard that commercial, reached out and touched someone, you know, thank him out loud. You know, maybe you need to go outside and thank him out loud, you know, and I don't say, I don't think you have to go out there, you know, and do something crazy, but you know, do you some goodness, get it off your chest. Thank you, God. Amen. And give it to him. And as a, as a sacrifice of praise, say, thank you for all the good things That you've done for me, Father. Amen. He's a good, good God. Amen. You know, and there's lots of other gods out there, so called gods. They're not doing nothing for nobody. But God is, He extends His hand out to you and He works out situations and challenges that you're going through all the time. And He even cares about the little stuff and He works those little things out for you. He's working behind the scenes for you right now. Hey, he's a good, good father, you know, and he's got you on his mind. He didn't forget you. Hey, think about that. He never forgets you. He's he's thinking about you right now and he cares about your circumstances right now. He doesn't forget you. Right. You know, I'm, I, you know, sometimes I go looking for my wife, certain things, at the store, you know, and I don't forget her. You know, I'm, I'm at a 7-Eleven. I'm looking at the flowers, <laughs> you know. Now, if I'm at the store, I'm looking at the flowers and the, and something that she wants. I don't forget her, you know. But you'd be surprised how many people can forget God if they're not careful. He, he took care of their whole last year and they forget him. Man, don't forget God. He's too good to you. Like I said, he gives you your next breath. He's the one keeping your health. He's the one protecting your family. It's important not to forget God. Amen. Let's look at Psalms 30, 12. Psalms 32, and I'm going to read the King James Version. I'm reading different versions today. It says, To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. You know, this would be a, in your mind. You should be thinking in your mind, this is forever, right? I, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to give him thanks. When I go to bed at night, I want to thank him for my day. Uh, when I get up in the morning, the next day, this is a, this is forever. Amen. Get up and thank you for being so good to me. If you have nothing else, you can thank you for you being saved. Think about that today. And you get an eternity to get to be in heaven. Think about that just because of what Jesus did, at the cross, man, that should make you want to get up and shout, <laughs> you know, I mean, dead people don't shout, but people that are Christians, they should be thankful, you know, get up in the morning. I get to go to heaven, man. Have you looked at this planet lately? Not a pretty picture of what's going on, on this planet right now, you know. There's a lot of demonic activity, lots of things happening, you know, but hey, everything's gonna turn out for good you, for your good. You know, think if your heart stopped today, you're still in the good, right? If your car didn't make it today, you're still in the good. If you got in a car wreck and you went to be with the Lord, or you know, and I'm not speaking that over you, but I'm just saying you're you're good no matter what happens to you. I believe with long life he'll satisfy you and you want to speak that out of your mouth but i'm just saying you're good no matter what you know and he wants to take care of you and he you're good no matter what the circumstance is you know and if anything else you're still going to heaven powerful to think about today you know you're going to turn out good and you know you your eternity secure in him and you can be thankful for the goodness of the of god he's so good to us all the time you know but if you're not careful your mind'll get off and not think about how good he is Often, you know, and you need to think about it often. Don't forget. Make sure you're renewing your mind to think about how the good things need. You know, the Bible says think of things of good report. (laughs) We're coming back to good. But, you know, he tells you to think about things of good report. If all you think about is awful things that are going to happen and junk that's going to happen tomorrow and junk the next week, you're not thinking on the right things, you know. And some of you, you need to tell that spirit to get away from you in Jesus name, having to do with fear and, G- and the spirit of fear and anything that's trying to make you feel awful every day, tell it to get out of there in Jesus name. But, you know, you need to take authority over it and keep thoughts that are good. Right. And it's good to think about how wonderful the father is all the time. You know, thinking of things of good reports, what the Bible tells us to th- tells us to think about. Well, you know, even if we had and the world's going afoul and all the stuff's going bad. We're in good shape. We got the rapture coming. <laughs> We're not going to be here for all this junk. And you know, you have a, lots of good stuff that you can think about if you'll keep your mind on the right things. Are you keeping it on the wrong stuff? Or are you keeping it on the right stuff? Psalms 30, 11 and 12, it says it like this here in the uh, Amplified Classic Version. It says, you have turned my morning into dancing. Maybe today, you know, you're in some mourning and you're going through some challenges. Well, you know, he says he turned his mourning into dancing. You know, the Bible says he's not a respecter of persons. If he did it for David, if he did it for the psalm writer here, you know, you think about he wants to do it for you. He doesn't just turn one person's mourning into dancing and not the other person's mourning into dancing. No, he wants to turn your mourning into dancing if you'll let him do that for you, you know, let him turn your morning into dancing, your challenges that you're going through today. Let him turn it into dancing. Don't give up on him. Keep your hope in him. He's going to turn it for your good, and he's going to turn it into dancing because he's that's the way he is, you know. He loves his children, and he takes care of his children, and he didn't forget about you. You were in his mind, and he hadn't forgot about you. He loves you, and he wants to help you. With the circumstances that you're facing today, you know, you say, well, Jeremiah, you have no idea what I'm facing. I've been hit every direction. You think you're the only one that's ever been hit in every direction? My goodness, man, I could tell you story after story after story. I could fill up pages of things that the devil's thrown at me. But, you know, you it's your you have to keep your mind on the right things. You know, if you're going to turn out, okay. You've got to keep your mind on the right things, you know? And then what happened to the two spies, they weren't thinking about the right things. In their minds, they saw themselves that as very small, you know? But a couple of people, Joshua and Caleb, they thought of God being bigger than his circumstances, you know? And God wants you to know that he's bigger than your circumstances. He wants to bring you through every circumstance if you'll keep your mind on him and realize he's big enough to do it. He wants to turn your mourning into dances. You have... Put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Isn't that good? I like that. Well, Psalms 3011 in this one, in the message version, uh, it says here, he says, You did it. You changed wild lament into whirling dancing. You ripped off my black mourning band and decked me with wild flowers. Oh, I like that. I'm about to burst with song. I can't keep quiet about you, God, my God. I can't thank you. Enough, you know, so many people, they, they let circumstances overtake them if they're not careful and they forget God's going to bring them through and turn it into wildflowers. He's going to make it more colorful for you. He's going to turn the, the black and the white and the gray. He's going to turn it into colorful flowers. If you let him do that for you, Praise he'll make it where you're excited again. You know, he's a God that came to give you life, right? Life's what makes the bird sings. That's Make, well, what makes the birds sing. It's, it's, the, it's what makes the grass greener, <laughs> right? Life. He said, I came to give you life. Life is what makes the animals excited about life. You know, life is, is what we need. We all need to live. And he came to give you that life. And he wants to give you a, a better life. He said, I came to give you life and it more abundantly. He wants you to have a better life. And it has a lot to do with your thinking, you know, thinking about him giving you a better life, you know, and you say, well, Jeremiah, the circumstances look really tough right now. Well, that doesn't matter. And he still said he came to give you life. You don't think that he can change it into a better circumstance for you. You don't think the God of the universe can't fix it and make it better for you. No, he can. It's not a problem for him. He can do it within this hour. He can do it before the night's up. He's a God of the universe. Think about that today. You know, if you'll trust him and rely on him, you know, he can change your circumstances quickly. You know, he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and he did it just within a whim. They're out of there, you know, and he can change your circumstances quickly if you let him do that for you. He wants to change your circumstances and make them better. And he knows what you like a whole lot better than you know what you like. You know, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And he knows what you like a whole lot better than you know what you... He created you. He knows what you like a whole lot better than you know what you'd like. And you don't think he already prepared it ahead of time. You don't know he... You don't think he knew what was going to happen before it happened. No, he's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows exactly how things are going to turn out. And he knows exactly how your circumstance is going to turn out too, praise the Lord. And he put things in your pathway to make your life... Better. But he came to give you life. Say it with me. Life in it more abundantly. He said, Well, what kind of life is that, Jeremiah? That means abundantly means to the overflow. <laughs> right? Yeah, right, that's what it means. It means to the over. did he do that? Isn't that how Jesus did things? He did things to the overflow. Remember the fish and the net overflowing? Right. You know, and he, and then he, with the bread and the fishes, he made it overflow. They had to go get 12 more baskets. Remember that? You know, he does things to the overflow. He said, well, why is there crud all over the ground? God don't care. He overflows. He's extravagant. Right. And he, he has more than enough. He's not worried about you having too much. He wants you to have more than enough so you can be a blessing to someone else. But he also wants to leave his mark and say, this was me, you know, You know, the devil, he never gives you enough, never enough, you know, not enough because he doesn't have enough, but God made the silver and the gold and everything. He made the waters and the oceans and he made the planets and he, he put the light in the sky. You know, he, he has more than enough (laughs) and he has way more than what you need. If you let him give you what you need, you know, he has a whole lot more of the things that you desire. He has a whole lot more of one of the things that you you enjoy about this life, and he can get them in your pathway, and it's all within serving him. He knows what you like a whole lot more than, know, more than what you know that you like, and he puts desires within you. My goodness, we, the Holy Ghost is here, amen, and he's wanting to help you today. He wants you to have more of what you like in your life, you know? And he wants you to enjoy life a whole lot more than what you're enjoying it today. You know, let him, let him get involved in your business. Spend time listening to him. You'll have a whole lot better day. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and direct you and let, listen to that still small voice and you'll have a whole lot better day. You know, I'm having a great day. I'm here right now with you. I'm so excited, you know, and I'm listening to that small voice. I kept hearing him talk today about being here for this message today, you know, and here I am and I'm having a good time. How about you? (laughs) He's a good God, amen, and, and he wants you to have a better life than what you dreamed of. You know, the, he said, I came to give you life in it more abundantly. Well, one version of that in the message, it says he came to give you life better than you ever dreamed of. Boy, you know, you get to talking about this and some Christians, they just, they're like, my goodness, how could you even say that out of your mouth? Did you know that he can give you a life better than you ever dreamed of? He can, you know, and a better life than you ever dreamed of is whatever He's called you to do. <laughs> whatever fulfills you, gets you excited in the morning, gets you thrilled about life. Oh, then you'll start thinking, Him. You're like, oh my goodness, you're so good to me. See, you just haven't tasted the goodness of God, right? And how wonderful He is. And you'll get more thrilled about you every day if you'll get up in the morning and be led by the Holy Spirit and doing what he's called you to do. Scripture says he has given us paths that are prearranged and picked for us. One translation says live in the good life. You know, and when you're on that path, there's all kinds of wonderful, wonderful incentives that God puts in that pathway so that you can enjoy life. You know, you just have to be in that pathway and you can enjoy life. Life, praise the Lord. Well, you know, I was looking at that word lament, and it's interesting what that means. It means that you will weep. He says, actually, there's another scripture that has lament in it. It says, truly, in John sixteen twenty, it says, truly, truly, I say it to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Well, lament's an interesting word. It's a passionate expression of grief and sorrow. Maybe you had a year. Last year or this year of grief and sorrow, some hurt, some pain. Maybe you're going through it right now, hurt and some pain, you know, and you're in hurt and pain right now. But God's going to turn your mornings into dancing. He's a good, good God that way. But you just got to see through the hurt and the pain. Then let him do that for your life. He wants to turn it into dancing, he wants to turn into a good thing. You know, did he say that he works all things together for the good of those who love him? Think about that today. He's working it and he's going to work it to your good. You know, maybe you've got some sour stuff and maybe you got some bad things. I remember listening to a minister one time, one of my favorite messages, and he was talking about how you, t- you make a cake <laughs> and each of those ingredients isn't very good at first. You know, you take some salt and you put it in there Put a little bit of sugar in there, and a little bit of baking soda or whatever you put in. I, I have made a cake by scratch. And my goodness, you know, or I would probably get the instant. You know, you put the instant in there, <laughs> you put an egg in there, you put some water in there, maybe some milk. Well, each of those things may not be great in themselves, you know, you know, I don't know about you, but if you had something by itself, it's not great in itself. You know, you get the dough and it's dry. It's not that great. In itself, but when he works those things, hey man, he works it. And he starts stirring it up and stirring it up, and he put them all together, whipping it up, stirring it, and whipping it all up. Maybe you're thinking today, well, what was he talking about? Well, maybe you went through this over here, and you went through that over there, and by themselves they weren't comfortable. And maybe you went through that in your life, and you went through this in your life. You know, you. Put, but when you put them all together, and you whip it all together. When God, and he's the only one that can do this, he'll stir it all up and he works it for your good. He works all things to the good of those who love him, right? He's working it together. He's working it right now behind the scenes and working in you as you pray today, working it together for the good of those who love him, right? He's working it together, putting it together, just like a cake, you know, and then you whip it all together. You lay it out in a pan, and then you put it in the oven. You cook it, and it makes a beautiful cake when you put it together. You know, maybe not for me. I'm not the best cook in the world, <laughs> but it makes a beautiful cake. And then you put some icing on it. and You taste it. It's really lovely and good, and it's and it's wonderful when you get done. You know, well, some things you may be going through may not taste good in itself, but let God work it together. Let it. He's not done, is he? Right? He, he's not finished working it together for your good, but let him work it together for the good of those who love him. Maybe today you love him and you need to stir up that loving the loving him more than you you have been. You know, you'd be thankful for what he is doing. Thankful he is working behind the scenes. Thankful he is working on you so that you'll have a better outcome and a better life. He's a good, good God. He's never given up on you. He's faithful. He's working it for the good, Right? So we said it means grief and sorrow, you know, and God, he, he turned your deepest sorrow into dancing, if you let him, you know, a good example of this. I remember when my father passed away not too long ago, you know, he had had a lot of suffering. He had had health issues his whole life. He'd had challenges his whole life, you know. And, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful that it, I believe God worked it to his good. He ended up going to heaven. Now he's got a new body or he's in, he's in heaven. He's living there. He's a spirit living in heaven. Think about that today, you know. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's living the good life. He's happy. He's not pain, in pain, you know. And he works those things out. He's working behind the scenes, you know, to make things better. You know, maybe he could have got a healing. Maybe God could have done certain things, but he's always, God works with wherever you're at and he'll make it to your better. If you'll let him do that, you know, maybe today you're going through lots of pain. He's leading you into a healthier life. You know, maybe he's trying to teach you to eat right. And he's trying to get you in a healing condition, you know, cause he wants you to have a long life, you know, because he wants you to fulfill the purpose that he has for you, you know, and you have to listen to the Holy spirit. He'll keep you on that path of good things. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, he'll keep you from death. He'll keep you in health. He'll keep you ministering to people. He'll keep you in a good business so you can bless others. You know, don't get yourself focused on the wrong things. Be focused on the things of God in your life, you know. Why do you live and breathe? Yeah, we want to enjoy our families. Yeah, we want to enjoy this life. But ultimately, we're here for a reason, And it's to lead others to the Lord. This thing's going to wrap up soon. And we want to lead as many as we can to the Lord. If it's by your giving to help others do that or ministering one-on-one to somebody, we want to minister to the people so they can be able to care about the things of God. Amen. And God does care about you thanking him, though. It's very important to him, you know, that you thank him on a daily basis. Luke 17, 12 says it like this. Let's look real quick here. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You know, maybe you're in a condition where you're asking him, have some mercy on me, man. I've been going through it all. And, you know, he said he won't put more on you than you can bear. He looked at you before you're going through the circumstances that you're going through right now, you know, and he said, you can do it. You've got the greater one on the inside of you. You've got the grace of God on on your life. You know, he wouldn't even allowed it into your life if he didn't think that you couldn't overcome it and come through it, you know? Oh, sure. We've been challenged. We've all been challenged, but you know, he's given you the grace and the ability to come through it, you know. That's that's why right now, you know, you don't need to say ever out of your mouth, you know, that it's too much. It's not too much, or God wouldn't allow it to come into your life. The Bible says he doesn't put more on you than you can bear. And God will help you to come through the circumstances if you'll let him do that. You have to tap into his grace. We're learning through the circumstances, don't we? We learn how to tap into his grace, and we'll learn to let the greater one on the inside of us help us to overcome. The challenges that we're facing today, you know. So they lift up their voice, have mercy on us. Lord, help us, you know. What did Jesus do here? He says, So when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves to the priests." And so it was that they went and they were cleansed. He helped them, didn't he? And he'll help you if you let him help you in your circumstances. He'll give you the grace, he'll give you the ability to overcome. If you let him do that in your circumstances. The 15th verse is in one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Notice this. Now, he said that they, there were a certain amount with him. Now, listen what he says here in the 17th verse. He says, so Jesus answered and said, Where were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? So this one comes back, right? But nine of them, so it tells you the majority of people don't thank the Lord for what he's done if you're not careful. Think about that. he That's the majority. Nine out of ten, that would be the majority, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? I hope that you're not the majority. I hope that you're not one of those people that's in that nine. But this one comes back, and he thanks him. But Jesus, notice though, he expected them to thank him, didn't he? He says, where are they? You know, and maybe today he's looking at you saying, where are you? Didn't I do this over last year? Didn't I do this over the year before? Throughout your life, haven't I brought you out? Haven't I fixed things? Didn't I save you and brought you out of darkness? Where are you? What happened to you? He's putting out a 911 for you. Where are you today? Because he cares that you come back and thank him and spend time with him and walk with him thanking him on a daily basis for how good he's been. He's given you everything, had not he? He gave you the best gift you could possibly have. He gave his son for you, and you need to be thanking him for it. Nine of these people didn't thank him after they were cleansed of leprosy. You think about leprosy. Leprosy was something very interesting. Leprosy was a scourge of the ancient world. Nothing evoked more fear, more dread, or more... Uh, and uh, more problem, they actually told him that they they, they were called the, the walking dead at that time. And that's how bad leprosy was. It was called the walking dead at that time. That it was a, a leper was called a walking dead man. The smell of his decaying flesh would announce his coming long before the tattered scrapped, the scraps of his clothing would be seen. Or his uh, rap, raspy unclean was announced uh, as he would uh, re- be required to declare him to be heard, you know, he's they're letting, he's letting them know, hey, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. So people have pretty much run from him, you know, kind of like a bad disease all the time, you know, and it, it, it caused them not to have friends and think about this, it was a horrible thing to have was leprosy, the stumbling shuffle of tollessness, feet. wandering of sightless eyes in the morn of a cheekless mouth all pointed to leprosy signs and symptoms of leprosy the great jewish culture uh, they talked about uh, leprosy back then and it was a They would have all kinds of different things. The skin, especially around the eyes and ears, begins to bunch. The the deep furrows between the swellings, so the face of the afflicted individuals begin to resemble that of a lion. Fingers drop off or absorb. Toes are affected similarly. His throat becomes hoarse. You can now see only and feel and smell the leper, and you can hear his rasping voice, and they would stay for with him for some, uh, they would stay away from him sometimes, And you can even imagine a particular taste in their mouth, probably due to their odor. You know, this was a bad thing to have leprosy. They would have, uh, soon their skin would have spots and they they would lose their original color. Just all kinds of things. Sickness progressed and thickened spots with dirty sores and ulcers due to their poor blood supply. Uh, just all kinds of things would cause them bad things. Having leprosy hurt them and they had severe, they would have pain in certain areas of their body. Just a horrible disease to have with leprosy, but you know, and he heals them of all this and all that they're going through, all the pain and all the suffering and no one wanting to be near them, you know, and God heals them, you know, and then they don't, nine of them don't come back to thank him. (laughs) You know, they, they want to do what they want to do, right? They, they're probably off riding a Ferris wheel and, you know, doing what people do. You know, they're out you know, celebrating, doing things and getting drunk and doing all kinds of stuff. But they're not over there with Jesus, you know. They had forgotten how wonderful he is and, how, and not being thankful to him like they should be, you know. And, you know, you have to be careful about that. Maybe you got saved and he saved you out of darkness and translated you into light today. Maybe he fixed your circumstances over your, t- over your life several times. And for me, I, I, it's, on, it's countless how many times he's done that for me, how many times he's fixed things for me, made things better. You know, and you have to be thankful, not losing track, getting up, you know. Um, my wife was talking about somebody she was listening to the other day, how they get up and they take communion every morning. You know, Smith Wigglesworth used to do that. We have to not let our minds get off how good God is in our life. And we're not, we're not to let our minds get off of thinking about Jesus and the Father and how he wants to help you and make your life better, you know? Anyway, it's, it's important to remember what Jesus did at the cross. Let's look over at Psalms 106.13. Psalms 106.13 says it like this, But they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. Wow. You know, people have to be careful about getting off because they don't get what they want right away, right? You know, maybe God didn't fix your circumstance right away. And there's a lot of times there's reason for that. He's working behind the circumstances. He's working things out. He's working behind the scenes. But he's also, he's wanting you to grow spiritually, He's wanting you to learn to keep your focus that you need to have on, you know, constantly with him. You know, he taught Joshua, you know, before he even had the wall of Jericho come down, He taught him to meditate and think about him day and night and having a focus on him. You know, maybe he's wanting you to have some consistency in your life. You know, if he gave you everything you wanted right now, you may not be working on the consistency that you need to have in your life, you know, and looking forward to it and maintaining what he gives you you've got to have some consistency in your life with the lord you know we have to have consistency every day you know maybe you had a victory today but tomorrow you've had a challenge well you got to keep your consistency keep your mind right keep focused with him every day coming back to him keeping your focus on him every day you know keeping your mind right on with the lord you know so these people forgot the children of Israel forgot, he says, that as soon as they forgot what had forgotten what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. Let's, let's read a few versions of that. Psalms 106, 13, the Amplified says it like this, but they hastily forgot his works. They did not earnestly wait for his plans to develop regarding them. You know, and today you may have gotten off, you know, but you can get back on track, and God's plans can develop for you right there where you're at. You say, well, man, I've really messed up, Jeremiah. You have no idea. Well, you can get back on track. But it's it's those people that get off and they'd stay on that road. You know, I, I remember one time I got on the highway. I was going down the highway and I took a wrong road. It was a turnpike. You know, here in America, we have turnpikes and you pay to be on these nicer turnpikes. And uh, I got on this turnpike and, I, and it had no exit ramps for a long period. And, you know, the longer you you go down that wrong road, it may take you further to get back if you're not careful, you know, to where you want to be, you know, may take a little time of working with the Lord, a little bit more time redoing your mind, might take a little bit more time of fellowship with the Lord, you know, to get you back where you need to get. And God will help you to do that. But the further you get, the more challenging it can be if you're not careful, you know. And that's what happened to me. I got on that turnpike and man, I couldn't find an exit (laughs) for some time, you know. Thank goodness I got back or I wouldn't be here today. But, you know, you want to make sure that you're not taking those off ramps and letting them take you to the wrong place. You know, sin will take you further than you want to go. Isn't that right? And you have to be careful about taking the wrong exits in life. If you're not careful, you want to stay on track with the father going in the direction and letting his plan unfold in your life. Let God un- unfold his plan. You're going to like his plan. He has good things in that plan. And you say, well, how do you know? Well, I've seen his plan. Amen. And he has so much that he, he has into that plan that you're going to enjoy. I, I've lived that plan. And he's got some great things he has in store for you if you let him do that in your life. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Psalms 106 and 13. And this is the last time we're going to look at this here before we take communion. The message version says it like this. It says, but it wasn't long before they got the whole thing It wasn't long before they forgot the whole thing. And wouldn't wait to to be told what to do. Think about that today. It wasn't long for them to forget all the stuff and forgot the whole thing. And it says, and wouldn't wait to be told what to do. Have you ever lost patience? Because you wanted what you wanted? you got to be patient. You know, the Bible says if you're patient. Uh, you receive. the Bible actually says that you won't want any good thing if you're patient. Did you know that? The scripture talks about that in James, the first chapter. You won't want anything if you're a patient person with God. You know, And you have to be patient and let his plans unfold and taking it day by day and growing spiritually and being consistent with the Lord. And God will work it all together for the good. He'll unfold that plan and get you down that good pathway, but you got to be consistent and let God do that in your life. Well, we're going to take communion today. Let's pray before we do, and then we'll take communion here. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy, Father. Help us not to forget about all the good things that you've done in our lives. Thank you for being faithful, Father. Oh, you're so faithful, and your love is never ending, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for your faithfulness and your never-ending love and your mercy for those listening today. And we just thank you, Father, even as they're struggling because they've been fought mentally and the spiritual attacks they've been going through, Father. Help them to keep in mind that you're faithful, Father. And we just thank you, Father. You'll forgive them 70 times 70, Father. And you're a good, Father. And we just ask that you help them, Lord, to realize the goodness, your goodness today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.